theyeshiva.net. Okay, so let's continue inside. Good morning, everybody. Vahatam. Uh, yeah, the second column. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So there is um, the distinction that we made between the Aveda, the Chet, and the Kaya Hamasava. And the question is how it was harnessed. It was harnessed into something that may be negative, toxic, and destructive, and immoral. But it can be reoriented. It can be harnessed in a new way. He says, Masadakayacha Mas'ava itself, it's not in- inherently bad. No. It could be transformed. And that's why we say, Vahafta Bakhalavavcha Bashnayitsaracha. Vahatam, and the reason is Kiba Emas Kayacha Masava Mitsad Atsmay Sharshavi Sidasa Bahade Kaidash Bikdushalyana. The truth is that the Kayach HaMesava on its own, it's rooted, this is what he says, it's rooted, it's Shairish, it's Yesodis, it's foundation. It's Baharere Kaidish, what means in the sacred mountains, Bikdusha Yaina, in the divine Kedusha. Ela Shabiri, this Hamadregas, Vinafilos, and Bishviras Akelim, Nimshach Shriye Kayach HaMesava, Gamla Dvara Veda. And yet, this energy that the Kaya Chamesava, the craving that is behind every sin, the Kayach, the energy within the person that's directing you, the voices, the passions, the emotions, the innermost core, if you can trace back every action to that inner drive, what is the drive behind it? He says, essentially, it's rooted in Kedusha Yaina. It wants attachment with truth, with sacredness. However, there was a Yeridas Hamadregis, a descent of levels, on the Philosophy Bashvir Sakelem. is the concept we spoke many times about, the breaking of the vessels, as a result of which energy can be distorted, gets broken, and all you see from it is a fragment of it, and you don't identify what it really is. Yes, yes, the Shriya Sakelem of the Olamatayo. So Nimshach Shiyekaya There's the ability that this very energy, this very drive, which at its core is Yisaydosay Baharide Kaidish, can say, What do I want? I want Advaraveda, I want something that's that seems very alien from Hashem, very alien from truth. It's a sin, it's a transgression. But because of this, and therefore when a person returns, he can transform his heart from one extreme to another extreme. It's not just a little change. It's a completely different extreme. That the very that very drive, that very passion, that yesterday was manifested, it was harnessed, it was directed, it was malubish. What what character did it take on? It took on a character of a taivara. So what do you mean? So this is a dirty kayacha masava. It says, no, you have to strip it from the lavush. The lavush that it took on, taka, is a taivara. But the etzim of it, the core of it, if you could look, if you could look deeper than the very taiva itself, the very taiva itself is the levush of the kayach hamasava. Kayach hamasava is the power to crave. What am I going to crave? What am I going to crave? So as a result of shviras hakelim, as a result of shviras hakelim, of the breaking of the vessels, I can mistake. I can make that mistake and look for solutions that won't stop the problem, won't, uh, won't heal the problem, won't solve the problem. They'll actually perpetuate it. But it's solutions that seem very promising, or very tempting, or very easy. 
So that's what happens. So it takes on the levush, it takes on the character of the taivara, and sometimes it's hard to distinguish, which is you have to be able to distinguish between the chitzonias, the outer shell, and the pnimias. The outer shell of the taiva, which may be completely overtaking you at the moment, that's a taivara. That's toxic. It's maybe promiscuous, immoral. It's not good. It's negative. It's an aveira. But the Kayach HaMesavi says, Yashav Lavas Hashem, the Kabida Bechal of Avcha. That very Yetzahara, again, there's the Chitzainius of the Yetzahara, and there's the Pneumius of it. Avol Hamaisa, Avol Hamaisa Ra, Asheyasa Adam Lachta Behena. But the action, which may be negative, that the person is doing, Lachta Behena, which is a Chet, a sin, Machmas Shuhu Be'emas Ra Gomer Mitzadatzma. Since this action, or these words, or this behavior, is really absolutely wrong, that cannot be absorbed in holiness. An Aveda doesn't become a mitzvah. It cannot be repaired. Only by obliterating it and removing it from the world. As the Prophet says about the times of Mashiach, the spirit of impurity I'm going to remove from the land, from the, from, from the world. That's the two opinions in Gemara. If Hashem is noisei avon, or Hashem is koivashav. As he mentioned at the beginning of Oiz Dalad, the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah Yud Zayin speaks about two opinions. If Hashem is noisei avon or koivashav. One says Hashem is noisayov and lifts up the sins. And the other one says he's koivashov he suppresses, he subdues, he conquers, he lowers the uh, avainus. Which one is it? So he says, and we have psukim for both, right? We have the pasuk noisayov and v'oiver al-pasha. Every morning in Yidgomedus HaRachem from Parshas Kisisa is noisayov. Then you have in, uh, in Micha, it says over there also, Mikel Kamoicha, Noisi Oven, Vaivir Al Pasha. Which is again, it's a, it's a quote from Yudgum with the Sarach and Parshat Kisisa. But then you have Yichbosh, Avainasein, who is Kaivashav. So the Amiroyim are arguing, Rebelezer, Rebbeisib, Rebchanin are arguing, which one is it? Kaivashav and Noisi Oven. Al Pipshad, it's hard to understand. One, one, one explanation is, does he push the scale down or does he push the scale up? Does he go to the side of the mitzvahs and he pushes it down? Or does he go to the side of the Averis and he pushes it up? So the Balatanya says, he said, both are emes. The noiseyavin relates to the koyach hamisava, to the koyach that craves the drive, the passion behind the taivirah. And the thought that is being expressed through this taiva. When I'm feeling a taiva, there's a process behind it. It didn't come from a vacuum. There's a set of machshavas that are behind it. The thought process that brought me here. A taiva doesn't exist in a vacuum. It's not just there's a craving, there's a passion, there's a drive. There's an awareness, there's a certain perception of me and reality that is being expressed through this taiva. So he says, when you go to that, to the, here he says, it's his own noise oven. Here you lift up the oven. Noise. From the word to pick up, to lift up. Kisisa. What's pshat? Shemagbiyoy lalois lesharshoy. You could look at the koyachamasava and say, Ra, you're bad, you're bad. You lift it up, lift it up. Embrace it, examine it. Bring it back to its ultimate shayrish. Lehiskalel bikdushel yoyna where it will become absorbed, subsumed, nichlal, in the Kedusha al in the sacred divine holiness. And therefore, which, will, which can transform a person's hearts and his thoughts from one extreme to another extreme. This very that a moment ago or an hour ago or a day ago or a year ago drove you, Chvez bunkers and drove you down the deep end, this very Kayach 
now becomes the passion and the drive for the love of Hashem. That's noise oven. And then this kaivish oven. What's kaivish oven? Kaivish oven, hainu hamaisa bepoil mamash. Kaivish oven is, I can't continue with these destructive acts. It's not going to work. This you have to say goodbye to. I have to be able to identify what I'm really, really, really searching for. And that can become a source of tremendous kedusha. But certain things, I gotta go. It's not going to work with it. That's the kaivish oven. I know I'm ma'isir apoyal mamish. She'ein la'aliyah v'iskalulus b'kedusha. They both happen at the same time. Kaivish in the same moment. Yeah, well, the truth is that there's different different moments in a person's life. Just like we say by Hashem, there's noise and kaivish by a person also. Usually when I'm in the midst of a tremendous taiva, the titus about noise of and I'm not going to work. <laughs> you just got to go away. It's not going to work. You, you know what I mean? Because it's too intense. The noise of is when huh? time is not exist, when you're talking about... Yeah, but then a person sometimes could look back, maybe later, you know, you're more reflective. When the fire is burning, when a craving is burning, this is what I want, there's nothing else. You tell me, no, it's not what you want, it's exactly what I want. Right? It's not very rational. This is where the person is right now. At that moment, you just have to say no. There's a sefer Divrei Yecheskel from the Shinavirov. He was a son of the Tzanzer of the Divrei Chaim. So he writes in Parshas Vayeshev on the word Vayimain when Yosef refuses Petifah's wife. There's a Shalshalas. Vayimain. What's the Shalshalas? Vayimain means he refused. <laughs> so he says. <laughs> That Yosef basically told the wife of Petifar, Nain, Nain, Nain. It's probably in Yiddish too. Zetik is like in Yiddish. Nain, Nain, Nain. Or whatever language Yosef spoke to the wife of Petifar. By your mind, Nain, Nain, Nain. Did you hear what I say? No, no, no. And Siach Sarfi Kodesh is a sefer from the Titus from the Kotzke Rebbe, some Chabinim of Pshischa. So I think I saw there that Yosef tells Paitifa's wife, Vayimayin, and he gives a whole explanation. And he says, how can I do such a thing? Your husband entrusted me with everything in the house. He doesn't run anything here. I do everything. The only thing he said that uh, is off limits is halechem the bread he eats, which is a euphemism for his marriage. Yeah. And how do you want me to do such a such a bad thing, and he finishes over chatosi Hashem. I'm going to sin to God if I do this. So he said, l'chayr, he should have said v'chatonu Hashem. She's also not allowed to betray her husband. V'davak The Gemara says in Sanhedrin is one of, at least according to one of them, one of the Shavu Mitzvahs b'nei Noach. He could have told her it's v'chatonu. It's not only I'm not allowed to do it because you're married to a man. You're also not allowed to do it. It's a bit of a bigger argument. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what he says? He says, the moment he would say, <laughs> You know? It's already, uh, we, it's already, there's a we. Of course, a very beautiful we, we, we want to serve God. He knew how dangerous that is. <laughs> it's a very, very powerful idea in life. You see it. You know? <laughs> He knew that's already, it's a pitfall. So that's where, that's why he makes this very important distinction. There's a time that the only thing a person can do at that moment is koivish, not noise. Because you're too entangled in it. And if you're going to romanticize the koyach you're going to end up romanticizing the ra. And that's what often happens. No, I'm talking about a very abstract topic, but, but um, you know, it's in a group, and someone will say something, I'll go, hey, let's not talk about it. It's not going to work. But if I say, I don't, I'm out of here, it works much better. Yeah. Yeah. So even in a person's life, there's a moment when 
the taiva is burning, I don't have the ability to see the potential purity of my kayach hamasavach. I'm stuck. What I have to then do is kayvashavan. You have to say, I'm out of here. I'm just, this, this is, you just know it's destructive. It's going to bring you to bad places. It's not a good thing. You have to run. You have to run for your life. But that's only part of the picture. Then there's something that's a different mahalach. And the two are both very true. Depends which side, you, which dimension you're talking about. Then there's noisiyavan. And noisiyavan is really a process of education. Koivishavan is a process of, you know, it's black and white. Noisiyavan is a process of sublimation, of, of, of enlightenment, of education, of reori- reorientation. That's what he says. The koyvashavan is the ma'isa b'poel mamash. She'ein la'aliyah v'skalulus b'kedusha. It can't work both ways. Emes, we spoke yesterday that addiction is not always the solution. It's the problem. I'm sorry. It's not always the problem. It's the solution. You have to identify what the problem is. When a person can identify what the problem is, he has to realize, though, what I have been doing as a solution... It's not going to work. I'm going to have to get rid of it. I'm going to have to go, as they say, cold turkey. And there's going to be a lot of resistance. And there's going to be the anxiety of separation. Because when you're used to something, it becomes a second habit, and it just becomes your separation. So there's a lot of anxiety involved. And remember, you don't just leave Egypt in one day. It took 40 years, and throughout the 40 years, whenever there was a problem, the Jews had the same response. Let's go back. Why do you want to go back to a place where they took your children and threw them into the river, into the Nile, Delta? Why do you want to go back to a place where they slave labored you? Because it's, it's, I know it, I know this place, I'm familiar. Whether the Stockholm Syndrome or the Battered Woman Syndrome or whatever syndrome you want to talk about. Or maybe just it's a familiar evil. Somehow there's a comfort zone here. A crazy comfort zone, a ridiculous comfort zone, but a comfort zone. It's toxic, it's destructive. It's just a place we know. Amidbar, I don't know, <laughs> I can't rely on heaven. The, the, the Mitzrayim, it's predictable. It's, predict, it's chaos, but it's predictable. There's something comforting about it. Whenever there's a revolution, there's a problem, there's no water, there's no meat, there's no bread, there's no this. Let's go back. Where are you going back? To Ganeiden? And you'll figure out good things that were there. Because it's not easy. It's not an easy separation. Because I become so entangled with it. That's why Noisayovan is a very deep experience. Noisayovan is the ability to be able to be somewhat objective and to look at it from a distance and to say, no, no, no. The Maisa and me are two completely separate things. What I really, really need, what I really, really want, what I really, really desire... Is a different reality completely. And in its source, that Koyach HaMesavah is not corrupt. It's not destructive. He says in its source, if you can go pre-Shvira Sakelem, you'll find that it's really looking for oneness. It's looking for attachment. It's looking to be truthful. It wants alignment with Hashem. It's really an akud of Avas Hashem. Elamai, right now, it's completely distorted. And it's harnessed and it's manifested in all types of other things. So there's the Kaivash and there's the Noisus. It needs to be obliterated. But even now, Kaivsha, he squeezes it down, he suppresses it, and throws it into the Metzulus Yom, into the depths of the sea. As the Pasuk says in Micha, which we say by Tashlich. You cast it away. We're into the depths of the sea. Meaning, even before it's obliterated, you may not be able to get rid of it, but it should be it should be in the bottom of the sea. In other words, you want to step on it until it becomes not a part of your life. Can you have the, we have the ability now to get rid of it completely? We don't. But at least tashlich we can do. There's a big difference. Can I get rid of it? It's completely gone. 
The whole reality is gone. The reality is not gone, but at least it should be B'Mitzulus Yom. Mitzulus Yom means it's all the way on the bottom of the sea. It's not an available reality. This doesn't become my daily routines. Yeah, I'm stressed out. I have anxiety. This is where I go. I don't go there. It's B'Mitzulus Yom. I mean, if you're going to work hard, you can bring it up from the Yam, you know. You can go scuba diving or you can go uh, deep down into the Mitzulus Yom and bring up the Titanic. However, on a day-to-day basis, this remains, that's what Tashlich is. I can't get rid of it, but I can throw it away into the Metzulus Yam. That's, That's the Koivish of it. Huh? You said that. Yeah. 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 Back and. Yeah. But that's the Aved of the Zdoinus Nasalik Kazachis is not a Stida. But the Aved remains an Aved and Nasis Mitzvah. It's not sure the Aved is a Mitzvah. You know, like he says in Tanya, Pedig Zion, that the. Through tshuva me'ava, so what can happen is that the Aveda brings him to a great place of awareness. But the Aveda itself is a davar It's not; doesn't become a davar mutter. So therefore, you have koyv shom apilim chinas mitzulas yam. What's mitzulas yam? Mekoyim haklipus. What's up? Mitzulas yam, the depths of the sea, that represents the place of the klipus of the shells. Shaloi to shoytet ba'avira oilam haza. This maisa, these deeds should not swim, they should not float, they should not roam in the atmosphere of Olam Haza, in the atmosphere of the person, lahachtiyas ha'adam. This is a very, uh, uh, very powerful uh, expression. That's the sashlech b'metzulus yom. Because everything remains in the avi, in the atmosphere. And you could glean from it, it becomes available. Lahachtiyas ha'adam. V'layashuv l'chisla. Person shouldn't return, ah? To, to cause the person to sin. It shouldn't remain roaming in the atmosphere. It's like, a, it's an available, uh, you know, it's an available option. The person shouldn't return to foolishness. Ad eiskets, until the time, the end of time, the prophet says death will be swallowed up forever. And here he means death, not just physical death, but also spiritual death. V'zeu, this is the meaning of the Pasuk, Noisei Oven, V'oiver Al Pesha. Pasuk starts, Mikel Kamoicha. That's how the Maimah started, Mikel Kamoicha, that the Kel, your Chesed, extends even to the lowest place, even the person who says, I'm stuck, I'm in prison. Precisely, he can get everything, because the water will go down to the lowest place. So he says, how does the Chesed Elyon get revealed in the Balchuva from Lamailam and Azman and Zman? So he says, What's the difference? Oiver means you pass over, right? Like you say, You pass through, you pass over. That's what oiver means. Noise means you lift up. So he says, Pesha represents the actual action, what the person is doing, the behavior. This, who when you pass on something, you step on it. How do you pass over? Says so this, he passes over, meaning he steps on it. And he, so to speak, holds it down into the depths of the sea. So it remains nichbush. The word kaivish is also from the word kibush, which means conquer. When you conquer something, yeah, you have it. You, ha- you, you have a grip over it. Yeah, you're wrestling somebody, and you have you kaivish him. You conquer him. Doesn't mean he's gone, but you have a grip over it. You have a control over it. That's what doirich. Doirich means you're on top of it. It's not on top of you. You don't serve it, it serves you. It's under your feet. That's the sashlech b'metzulus yom. Mashenken b'chines avoin. But the avoin who noisei, he lifts up. He doesn't step on it. He takes it in. The hainu b'chines koyach ha The koyach, the drive, the passion, the craving, the core, core, core craving behind the sin. Inside of it. And the thoughts of a person that ultimately brought this craving, the tachbuloisav and the schemes, this is noise. So there's oven and there's pesha. And the distinction he's making here between oven and pesha is pesha is the actual sin in actuality. That's oivet al pesha. You have to, you have to learn to step on that. Meaning to have full control over it. It should not control you. It has to be under you. You have to be able to conquer it. That's yich b'yishavonaseinu. Oivet al pesha. The oven Avain comes from the word ivos, muuvas, which means a distortion. A distortion is, there's an idea and it gets distorted. 
Avoin is something that really is very, very pure, but it got, got distorted. It got distorted into my thinking that this taiva, this action, or these words, or these actions, or this pursuit, or these thoughts, this is going to bring me my Messiah, this is going to bring me my happiness, my redemption. That's an evil, that's a distortion. A distortion could be straightened out. There's a type somebody once said, Derech Rishoyim Ya'aves, we say in Hallelujah after Ashrei, right? At the end over there, what's the Lashon? Yosef v'amani ya'oideh v'derech rishayim ya'aves. So he says, v'derech rishayim ya'aves literally means the path of the wicked. He's going to make crooked. <laughs> right? He's going to, ya'aves is you're going to distort it. So he said, v'derech rishayim, the way of the rishayim is the crooked. So ya'aves means God will make it straight. <laughs> The derech rishayim, the derech of rishayim is dach distorted, it's crooked. So Yahweh, he's going to make it distorted from the way it is, so Melech could become straight. So Avain is the Kayecha Mesave, which can get Mu'uvas distorted, and that's the Noise Yavain. can be uplifted. Vahavtas Hashem Alekecha Becholavavcha. Vihina Yahideish and Noise Yavain Vahavid Al Pesha. Like in every Midah, it's not just about Hashem, it's about a person. The person is Naisi Avan Vaivid Al Pesha, He removes all the Mesachim, the curtains, the veils that separate. By removing all the Mesachim, the veils that separate. So this allows that memela, even though the person sees himself as stuck in a low place, but this allows that there is revealed automatically a grace from above that Oyrein Seif Mamish is revealed. What do we mean Oyrein Seif? That which is beyond the Shtal Shalom and Azman, it's beyond time, Al Nefesh Adam and the human soul. Why? As the Pasuk says in Malachi, I, God, have never changed. As we say in the morning, you are the one before the world was created, you're the one after, and it says who? Meaning it's the same who. There's no change. So therefore the same exact oneness beyond time that was there always is here now, even when Zman was created. The reason it's not perceived by the soul of a person is, It's because the Avain is because of the person's own internal distortions, which make you believe that you're separated. So they stop you from experiencing your true oneness with Ein Soif, which is Lamailam and Azman, and which in every moment is an, is, is an opportunity for absolute eternity. The moment you remove the preventer, the cover-up, the obstacle, automatically there was no partition, because there was never a partition. And then the Ein Soif Mamish becomes revealed on the human soul. In other words, the truth of reality is Ani Hashem so there's always a state of absolute oneness. Complete oneness. Just like before creation. Before creation, no one thinks there was anything but oneness. It says that state of oneness still exists. The distortion can happen in my perception, my experience, as a result of my own definition of reality. That's Pshat You sins create the Havdalah. The moment you remove this noise oven through the two stages of noise oven, when it comes to the oven, you lift it up. When it comes to the pesha, the maisa, you step on it. So then it's Mikhail Kamoicha. You have Chuva Kadmala Oilam, that the essence of the truth of Ain Saif beyond the Shbashal is beyond Zman can become present in the person's life as he says, Mamish al Nafshay on his soul, in the here and the now. 
even though, what do you mean, we live in the world of time, as we explained at length, the Ein Saif doesn't exist in the world of time. It's a creator of time. Time is a, time is a creation. Time is therefore relative. And therefore, what looks like a moment is not just an ability of a moment. I'm connecting to something that's Ein Saif that's completely beyond time, and therefore it's eternal. Essentially. But the Navi adds one more detail. The Pasuk says, Who is a God like you? You carry sin, or you uplift sin. You forego or you step on the transgression. Literally, for the remainder of his inheritance. Sha'iris is like Sha'ar, the leftover, right? Those who remain. So the Gemara says the Ali of a Kaitzba. Basically, you're giving somebody the tail of a sheep, which is considered the fatty part of the sheep, but with a thorn inside. You say, but not for everybody. For the remainder. Who are the remainder? So the Gemara says, Somebody who sees himself like Shiraim, like leftover. What does this mean? Literally means leftovers, means insignificant. Like the leftovers, you know, the leftovers of a meal. It's like he goes to the, goes to the garbage. is If you see yourself as Shirayim. Shirayim is, right? You know what Shirayim is, huh? Some of you grew up with Shirayim, huh? So Shirayim literally means, Shirayim, I'm eating. And the Shirayim in, in Hebrew, which means that's what is left over. So you may give it to somebody, you may distribute it. So here the Gemara says, if you make yourself like Shirayim, you're Sha'iris, Nachalosoy, then What's the meaning of this? What does it mean you make yourself like Shirayim? So he says, if the Pasik says, as we just quoted, I have not changed, and you, the children of Yaakov, have not ceased. Literally, the Navi is saying, I am eternal and you're eternal. Nobody can kill God, nobody can kill the Jewish people. Ani Hashem Chilisim from the word Vayichulu, ended. You have not ended, even though there are many attempts to obliterate you. But as long as I'm around, you'll also be around. But here he's going to give a deeper, a whole, a, a whole different level of interpretation. Pirush Hanavi Koivel al The prophet is lamenting. Koivel means a klokzech. He's lamenting. He's expressing deep pain. Am Why? I have not changed. You are post-creation like you were before creation. Transcending the realm of time-space or space-time. Time and space do not occupy any time or space to create a real chatzitza, to create a real transformation, a real change. If this is true, he remains alone and singular post-creation, like pre-creation. There's nothing outside of this, and like we say in Aleinu, right? What's the lashon in Aleinu? We say every morning. means there's nothing outside, separate from him. When you realize this, how can it be that you don't have a desire of the soul to leave the prison of the body and the shell, the, the nartik is like the, the sheath that holds it down. Not to be pulled in to just material Material needs, but to remain in a desire of perpetual dveikus, oneness with Ein Saif and his midas all day. Kigamim levava yavin shah emes kenu dekula kamekalei chashav. 
Because the Navi says, even if a person really understands this, even if you get it, that the truth is that everything in his presence doesn't have separate significance, doesn't occupy space. That the same reality of pre-creation of complete oneness still exists today. Even if you can understand this, it will not move his soul, that it should really touch the core of your soul, the depth of your heart, that the nefesh should go out with a tshuka and tzimoy. And even if you understand it intellectually and you perceive it, but to say that the person really gets it to the point that his nefesh is moved by it, your etzim nefesh is moved by it in the deepest place that this is who I am, this is what I want. The Navi says it doesn't happen and he wonders how. How could you not be moved by it? How could you not be transformed by it? But the Navi also gives the explanation. He calls them the unusual term. Atem b'nei Yaakov it's Bnei Yaakov. Ki Yaakov hu yud ekev. What's Yaakov? Yaakov represents two words. Yud, ekev. Yud is the letter Yud. Ekev is the sole of the foot. That's why Yaakov was named Yaakov, right? Because he was his yodoi, his yud, was holding on to a cave, the heel of Ace of his brothers. They called him Yaakov. What does it represent spiritually? Yaakov is the Yud Chachma, Yud is Chachma, which descends into the Akvayim, into the heels, into the end of Maisa, the lowest levels of Asiya. The children of Yaakov are those who receive, their children, they're the offspring from the state of Eke, from the state of Akvayim, from the state of Ahil. The soul is taken from that place. There's always the Yud. The Yud is the source, the Chachma. The light of the Ein Soif which dwells in Chachma. But that sometimes descends, it always descends into the lowest, lowest levels in the evolution of Ishtal And then there's the Bnei Yaakov, the souls that come from there. Memela. And that's why many a soul will not be moved from things that are edel, from dvarim dakim. It's too edel, it's too, it's too true, it's too sacred. I need, I need you should speak a little more to my ego. I need you to, you speak real dakos, dvarim dakim. Dakim, dakim means thin, but here it means very subtle, very edel. It doesn't move me. Why? Because I don't have that sensitivity. Because I'm from the, every, every person has a soul. And the soul is rooted in, 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 in the divine, in truth. But there's Yisrael, there's Yaakov, and then there's Bnei Yaakov. He says, Va'atem Bnei Yaakov. So you can hear everything about Ani Hashem Loishanisi, but you're not really transformed by it. It's not fodder that can transform you. He's, A higher soul, if it doesn't get this dakos, it's not moved. But a lower soul, it needs things to be more to be more brute. It doesn't experience so much. It always experiences something. We're talking about a soul. But it doesn't experience so much. The bittel, the oneness in Eirein Soif, that's beyond Eshtashlus. The glow from beyond Eshtashlus is like from a distance. It's a little light. It's looking for Eshtashlus. Eshtashlus means... I want to find myself in God. I don't want to lose myself in God. I want the Ein Soif to be able to be relatable to me. That's Hishtashalus. The Bittel Shalomaylam Hishtashalus, it doesn't, it experiences it only a little bit. Like somebody who's gazing through Harakim. Harakim is like a, huh? You're like a little crack in the door, you know, the peephole. It's like the keel. Kemetzitz Menacharakim. Bebchines Makif. We say there's mashgiach min hachaloynas and shehashinim. We say in Kedosh Levana, mashgiach min hachaloynas, right? And then there's meitzitz min hacharakim. Meitzitz min hacharakim, meitzitz also means light. You could see gaze, like the tzitz, you gaze. But it's a little light min hacharakim that comes through the cracks. 
So it's a very little light. So therefore this oil of Ani Hashem Nisi doesn't enter into the core of the heart. That toichai, its whole inside will be rotsuf, will be tiled, so to speak, with love. It's an expression from Shira Shirim, with a yearning of the soul mamash. And even though, if you're talking about the soul, the core of the soul, even if it's the lowest type of soul, Bnei Yaakov, it's a divine soul. And before it came down, what's the definition of the soul? It was completely bottled, completely one with Ein Saif, like a ner, like a flame, in the presence of a huge fire. Ner is what happens when you take one candle and you bring it to the huge fire, it becomes subsumed in it, it's not separate. When you take the candle away from the big flame, so now the candle burns on its own. That's like the neshama separating somewhat. But in essence, what was this neshama always? It's bottle mamash and ain't serve like neighbor fneyavuk. Omnam, that's all true. But But because the soul went through a journey and is now enclosed in an animal soul, so a soul that comes from a lower place, becomes completely enclosed and entrenched in the nature of the animal soul, to the point that it is gravitating and becomes entrenched in the, just the physical needs, and that takes me over, and it's hard for the soul to separate. Because this soul is called Gasus Ruach. What's that? Gasus Ruach. The world teaches Gasus Ruach means arrogance. Gasus is arrogance. Gasus. The Balatanya says Gasus Ruach means something else. You know what Gasus Ruach is? Shaharuchni is ubebchines Gasus va'avius. Gasus Ruach means Yeruchni is dick. But Yeruchni is, is, is thick. It's dense. It's brute. The Ruchni is Gasus. So therefore, even the soul, even though it's a ruach, it's a gasas ruach. In other words, there's a ruchnius that's a grubber ruchnius, and there's a ruchnius that's an edeler ruchnius. A ruchnius that's a grubber ruchnius is a ruchnius that still has tremendous amount of ego to it, even if it's a spiritual, but it's a gasas ruach. I can only relate to ruchnius. It's more, it has to be grub. <laughs> He says, Gasa Saruch means a grubber ruchnius, a thick ruchnius, a dense ruchnius. That's what he can relate to. It's hard for the soul to be moved by things that are dark. It's very subtle, it's very dark, even though it's much more real, it's much deeper, but it doesn't move me because I'm in a different place. What happens is the bruteness of the body dresses up the soul from head to bottom, from top to bottom. And therefore, the nefesh becomes part of that. So the Novi says, You don't inherit. It doesn't really get to you. It doesn't talk, even if you understand it and you relate to it. You're talking about a nefesh. It's, it's but like listen, it doesn't move you on that level. Especially somebody that for so many years of his life, he became entrenched in a certain lifestyle which he cannot, very hard for him to separate from. He's entrenched in a nature of bruteness and coarseness, and crudeness, because the animal soul, v'islap shazu, and this enclosement, nikre b'rayim ha'emne b'shem sirchis ha'reya. In Zoyar, it's called sirchis ha'reya. In the laws of shchit and laws of kashus, one of the big problems is, you shecht an animal, the shaykhet has to check the lung. What is he checking the lung? It's called sirchis, right? The difference of kosher and glat kosher is what's glat. Glat means smooth, glat smooth. Sircha Sareya, Sircha means an adhesion in English, an adhesion. It's when a part of the Reya, there's a, a growth from it, and it's attached to another part. And this could be sometimes eclipsing something fatal, a hole or something in the, in the lungs. 
So he says, Harayan is sreches. The lung, there's an adhesion. It gets pulled and attached. Udvuka umushreshes hachayini yechile lahanef alalev. The reya cannot do its function, lahanef alalev, which is to oxygenate, to give oxygen. Lahanef is to lift up. Like to, uh, you know, when you take a fan and you lift it back and forth to give oxygen, to be able to do what it has to do for the blood, which is give it oxygen so that the lave could get the oxygenated blood, which could, it could then transfer to the whole body. But the circus area may be holding back, holding back the lungs. What does this mean spiritually? A person doesn't have the ability to raise his wings like a bird, to fly, to go up to the king, because there's a sircha, I'm being held down, I'm being held down, so therefore I can't fly, I can't soar. That's what a sircha sarea is. So the reya, which really has the ability to bring in oxygen, lahanef alalev, it's like the wings of the lung. You know, if you look at a lung, it has that image of the knafayim, the wings. They can't soar freely to fly upwards because something is holding it down. The only thing a person feels is himself and his desires at the moment. That's what I feel. I'm not capable of anything more. So I could speak, I could learn, I could understand, I could tuck understand, I could perceive. But he says, but I'm not touched by it. Why? Because even though my, I have a soul, but it's gas ruach. All the ruchnis that it can relate to is only things that are gas. It has to be tangible, it has to be thick, it has to be brute, it has to be crude. You speak to me a little too idle and I'm gone, I'm dead. It does, it's not my language, it doesn't interest me. Why doesn't it interest me? Because my ruchni is as even when I'm a ruchni, it's a gasas ruach. It's a thick, it's a crude type of ruchnius. That which is beyond the shtashal, is beyond zman, the, ains, the truth of ein soif, of the bitl to ein soif, of complete achdos. It's not going into me. So even if his heart understands the whole truth, what's the truth? <laughs> so he says, even if you can understand the truth, what's the truth? The truth is that the whole world, which is under time and under space, it lives, it, it, it exists in the realm of space-time. When a person can understand that it's ka'ayin ve'efes, it's like nothing, mamash, and it's completely bottle. It's completely subsumed in the Eirein Seif, which is beyond its Tashlus. Because Ani Hashem Leishanisi, Atu Lacha Shenivreilam, Atu Kaitim Shenivreilam, Atu Lacha. Like you said that the whole Zman and Makayim is basically the two letters of Aleph Beis. The two letters of He and Yud in the presence of all the words that you uttered. And therefore... There is the complete unity and bitl of Eirin Saf, of the world, Lagabi Eirin Saf. But a person says, what do you want from me? I don't know what you want. I don't know what you're talking about. What should I do? This is who I am. This is how I was created. What are you going to change? You're going to teach an old dog new tricks? I don't know what you're talking about. Even if I understand what you say. So the Alter Rebbe says... It's not often that he gets so graphic in a maimer, a fabrinkta, so he, uh, that no one understands what he's talking about. <laughs> that they understand, but nobody feels it. It says, yutzla, so there's only one eitzah, bezoya parshas shlach. When there's a log that can't catch on fire, what do you do with the log? You have to splinter it. When you have a body, a person, that the light cannot grab it, it's the log is very thick. So you also have to splinter the log. What's pshat? The person has to be able to feel the humility from this itself. The person should feel, should be able to experience 
this itself that he cannot separate from his own perception of life and reality. And he should think to himself, There are are sinners among Israel. They completely remove the yoke of God and they transgress many sins for one reason. Because they have a tithe and they have a craving. Even though the is not may know that there's no substance to this. He did it yesterday. He did it a year ago. He cannot save his soul from following this path. It's just the way he is. He just follows it. Almost blindly. Why? He doesn't want to. This is just easy. This is his comfort zone. This is what he's used to. He doesn't want to humble himself. He doesn't want to stress himself. He doesn't want to uh, challenge himself. He doesn't want that. He tells himself, As the Pasuk says, I will be at peace. I will just follow the cravings of my heart. This is my nature. This is who I am. What do you want? You're going to come to me and you want me to reinvent myself, to change myself. This is who I am. This is always who I was. And I want to follow it, even though, even though he himself know, may know that it's completely wrong. He says, Uba'emis ain'zu taina. Is this a real taina in life? This is who I am. This is what I do. It's not a taina. Why? Who said you're not here just to be in your comfort zone? You're here to change yourself, to challenge yourself, to stimulate, to change your tava, v'lishber tavasai. To break, to challenge your addictions. And to experience the pain of living in a denial, in a state of denial. To be able to transform yourself. So he says, so Balatanya is talking to this person who is not a Peshe Yisrael, but who also says that when it comes to Gasas Aruach, this is who I am. He says, A person should take to heart. To challenge the addictions of the body and its bruteness. There should be nothing in his life that stops and prevents the revelation of the Ein Soif and its holiness so that he could be completely one. Because that's the true state of reality. And if he cannot break his addictions, and all he wants is, to be able to remain on an easy, comfortable path that doesn't challenge him. He says, this is my nature. I don't want to challenge it. So his tain is mamish, the tain of the Peshei Yisrael. Even the great sinner always says to himself, this is who I am. And yet, you say, challenge yourself. But on another level, this person is saying exactly, is saying exactly the same thing. So the Balatanya finishes just a few minutes when a person gets a little deeper into this, and he sees how deep his yeshus is, how deep his yeshus is, uh, egotism is, and his gasus is arrogance is, what do we say arrogance here? It doesn't mean arrogance, that's necessarily regular arrogance. The gasus aruach means the thickness of the spirit, this is how you splinter the log. When you realize it, and the person's soul will be as humble, to, humble as earth. A person suddenly, this itself opens you up. When I realize the pettiness, when I realize how stuck I am, this is how you splinter the log. You splinter a log physically, you take an axe and you splinter it, now it can catch on fire. How do you splinter yourself? You don't take an axe and destroy yourself. You open yourself up, how? To the fire, to the light, how do you open yourself up? By realizing this itself, by realizing how how much I don't get it. And even though this bitters, this splintering and this humbleness is not coming from from his core soul by nature. He has to work on it and has to think about it. He says, so he may think it's not really true. A lev nishba, broken heart, that's crushed. God doesn't uh, disgrace. He doesn't, uh, you will not embarrass, meaning you will hold it 
precious. Why would anybody think that God would uh, ridicule or embarrass a heart that's broken? And David says, a broken heart, you don't, how do you touch You don't, um, huh? you don't shame. Why would you think he would shame it? Well, he wants to take, take advantage of vulnerable people. He's saying, it's, it's, it's a shevach, it's an elevated space, in the same capital, when a spirit, when a lev is nishbar, a broken heart, it becomes a carbon for Hashem. The Navi says, God says, I'm exalted, I'm holy, but I dwell in somebody who's humble. A lev nishbar. So why does David HaMelech saying, such a person you don't shame? Because look at his words. He says, Lev Nishbar Venitke, Sholashen Nifal, Mashenken Milas Dako Shem Dover. There's a difference between Marim Vekadosh Eshkain as Dako Shvaruach and Nitke. Nitke is, it happens to you. Nitke. It's a Nifal, it's a result. Dako is the actual noun. So he says, Kimisho Dako Be'em as Vadai Shvachuloi Eshkain Vesdak. Somebody who's Taka Dako. That's a gewaldike shvach. I dwell in the one who's dak. Avol nitke. What's nitke? Hainu shayde yegiye ba'amokas is beninus who mashpilas atzmoi venasa nitke ayde pu'ula sh'oise bedavshay ayde sh'akadosh baruch hu sh'lechel of yisurim al-mayla l'achniya o l'ashpilay. V'sol kedaita chamina me'achash e'ne daka be'amis l'amitim mitzad atzmoi e'en zeklum. There's a very big difference between daka and nitke. Daka means... He's taka in that state. He's completely in that state, that state of, of humbleness, of vulnerability. Nitka means he's like almost passive. Sometimes life breaks people. As he says a person experiences different things in life. They didn't do anything to it. They would have remained stubborn. But sometimes in life, you, you, he says, sometimes a person gets subdued by life, gets humbled by life. Or even if it's not something outside of them, they're telling themselves messages. They're working on it. He's thinking about it in depth. And as a result of that, he humbles himself. That's called nitka. So you would think it's not really, really true. So ain't zeklum, it's nothing. So David has a special tefillah for this Jew. Even a lev that becomes nishber and nitka through some activity outside of it or through some situation in life, loy sivzal kalpana. Don't shame this. Don't dismiss it. That even in this, the ain't soif should be able to be manifested because a broken heart really means an open heart. When something is cracked, so then it's not, it's not uh, stubborn. So it's open. Even though you will say it's not the real condition of his heart, David HaMelech has a special tefillah. Allow the Ein Soif to be manifested in this person. So he's going to say after this whole mimer, it's superficial, it's artificial. It's still not real. You're learning about it. You're thinking about it. It's nitka, it's not daka. On this David HaMelech says, says Alekim Loi Sivza. So the Balatanya finishes as a parenthesis here, but after the parenthesis there's another few lines. Now we'll understand the she'eris, somebody who makes himself like shirayim. What does it mean? The ha'inu was trying to make himself like shirayim. So we learn, it means you look at yourself as your leftovers. He says, it means exactly the opposite. The ha'inu, she'meisim atzmai, b'yoyse melubash beguf be'ishtalshlos ha'madreikas b'bchines zmanu mokem, Shirayim is like you'll say, you know, you have what fills the plate and then you have the extra that doesn't go in. It's like Shirayim, so it stays in the kitchen. He says, the whole world, what's the whole world? The whole world is a structured world. It's time, space. What's the Shirayim? Shirayim is the leftover. It's that which transcends time and space. It's like the leftover. It doesn't get compressed within the structured plate of existence. That's what the Shirayim is. He says, is, You allow yourself that even when you're in the body, in Hishtashlis, in time and space, 
to open yourself up to that which is beyond time, to that which is beyond space, to the shirayim that's beyond ishtashal, is beyond structure. When the person really meditates in a deep way in the humbleness. How stuck he is in the natural perception of his soul. So this allows him in his perception to be distant from Ein Soiv and the light of it only comes out as makif, which means very superficial. This allows the person to be nitke, where the ego is splintered and crushed, and therefore the light could come in through the cracks. This allows him to become bottled to this makiv. Nachala means an inheritance, it also means a river, it flows. So the Sha'iris Nachalasi, this Shirayim, which is beyond the Shtalshalus, becomes his inheritance. Nachal Miloshin Hamshacha, like a flowing river, Dainu Hamshacha, Va'arish, Me'erin Saif Barachu. That there is a flow from Ein Saif to the person, V'yakov Chevel Nachalasi. And Yaakov is, the Chevel is called as the rope of his, of his Nachala. And after the parentheses, he says, Achanachala Va'amshachi Babachinis Makiv Bulvat. But this nachla can only may only be makif, which means it encompasses him. Vizo nachla over al nafsheinu. We say in Tehillim, a nachla goes over our soul. Sheinu nichnasa bepnimius halev lias toicherots of avol Hashem beklosa nefesh mamish mium kedalib. It may not enter the depth of the heart to really fill his heart with klosa nefesh in the depth. But because he becomes as a result of this nitka, it distresses him. That his body and animal soul enclothe the soul. And he becomes humble. This creates the bitl, the openness to the makif of Ein Soif, and he allows himself to become part of the Shirayim, which is beyond the Shtalshalos. So he can experience the divine grace, to lift up the sin, to step on the Pesha. On the contrary, the lower he is, the more the chesed comes there, like the water. This allows him to lift his soul and connect it with Ein Soif. And go out of the prison of the body and animal soul, which continue to enclose his divine soul. He shouldn't be entrenched in them, he should be free. Chesed is compared to water. Chazal say, before you do the shechita, you irrigate an animal. Why? Because when you mashke behema before shechita, it removes the sirchis areya. So he says, the mayim is the chesed. When you give it to the animal, this love, what happens? The sirchis of the reya could be removed. V'chein ha-chesed. The chesed of Hashem, goiver, it prevails. Umafrid ha-nefesh alakis. It removes the sirchis that keep the person addicted, keep the person entrenched in a lower space. It lets the soul, divine soul be free. It separates it. From being entrenched. In the prison of the physical perception, to be completely subsumed and consumed within the oneness of Hashem. Have a great day. Have a beautiful day. You bring the Lamailam and Hazman into Zman. Yeah, he's very emphatic about that. To stay where I am is uh, completely missing the point. And using that as an excuse. Yeah, it's Yerimah, he was a Pasha, an Abba. Even without Abba, a perfect Tzadik. So it brings you nowhere. Right. But it's not depressing. It's, it's not depressing. It's like, a, it's a, you face reality. You can see reality. Reality is, it's uh, somewhat harsh. That,
without uh, without that work, without that beer, without that. But I think it's the kindest thing to give people a taste of reality, even if it's harsh. It's much less kinder not to give them a taste of reality, to protect them from it. Who would you want a relationship with? Fall asleep is not an option. Letting people sleep and be numb, I mean, it seems kind, but it's not very kind. You don't want a relationship with such a person. You want a relationship with somebody who exposes you to all truth of reality, even if it's harsh. But it's the ultimate kindness. The greatest chesed. The nitka sometimes doesn't come from within. It comes from without. Or maybe because I work on myself. So it's not daka, it's nitka. He's almost like passive. So he says that even that alikim sivza that Ain Soif should be able to be Nizgala in her. Yeah. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.